I have found a partner and uh, very excited, very excited about what can happen. Is this the same the same one that we were talking about? In no, December? no, no. I mean a podcast partner. No, that was that was two days. That was <laughs> that was two dates and out. She was oh. too much of a kid for, despite being a business owner and a homeowner. Doesn't change who you are emotionally, man. That's right. Guess not. And I, I didn't get a word in edgewise, which should like tell you something. Yikes. Yeah. That's boy. I mean, yeah. Good for you asking questions. A tornado in the restaurant. <laughs> the Tim Loftus approach. <laughs> oh. But he sells that earnestness that is really hard to to replicate. He's also so, he like, called you a liar this weekend, Brian. Yeah, I've <laughs> Tim. Tim and I have an honest and raw relationship. He said that you lied about the uh, uh, mimosa story. You didn't give enough context. That's not a lie. That's a fabrication. Fucking Tim. <laughs> are there dif- what are, what are the differences lying by omission it's yeah it's it's i didn't tell anything that was false uh, okay i got it's it. not george santos it's more of trump on, exactly <laughs> um and to be fair dustin can back me up tim did not tell us at all that weekend that he thought that he took the wrong bottle of wine he only told me that two weeks later but to be to be fair, I got there after all of that had occurred, so I was just picked. I was getting the roach side of the story the whole time. But you're right; he didn't he didn't fight it. So he did not fight it. So there we go. He's not a fighter; he's a lover. That's true. Yeah, he is. <laughs> There's one thing I know about Tim Loftus. <laughs> that guy, he he fucks, slings some dick, ravenous. Just call him Mario because he's laying pipe left and right. <laughs> <laughs> Wahoo! He's a water bug. <laughs> <laughs> I just got I just got the wahoo. <laughs> uh, this is this is uh, I know this isn't technically part of the pod, but this is just for you, Tim, because you always comment. So we're complimenting your sexual prowess. You're welcome. And thank you. I won't tell him about the real evidence I have. Cut to intro. <laughs> what kind of weed did you smoke before this? Just so we have, yeah, so that was prepared. the big question. I forget, but it's from the new boutique spot, like right on the corner. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The third option. Just I some forget. Dank, skunky weed. <laughs> it could be anything. <laughs> just crushed a can and just poked a hole and smoking it. Nah, well, <laughs> fucking classic high school style. Play this angle up. Hold on. No, you want to see classic high school style? Because I respect no, no. my landlords. I thought he was going to show us his butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> that is classic high school style, yeah, right? A classic pressed ham. My butt, my butt is actually forming a little bit. It's pretty nice. It's getting there. Um, I got a uh, Pax Two. <laughs> oh, is that like a vapor? Yeah, that takes like flower. Very, mm. very freshman year dorm. I don't know. It's a pretty, it's pretty elevated. Yeah, uh, what? Freshman. That was yeah. not what I was doing freshman year. <laughs> it looks like it costs some money. I was blowing smoke out through a paper, uh, toilet paper and like a dryer sheet out the window with a towel under the door. I got my roommate busted in one of the humane towers um, doing that. And then I left and he took the heat. <laughs> wow. Nice. Good friend. Classic. That sounds like me. I, 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 hope, I hope you both get your comeuppance at some point in your life. And the older you get, the more serious it's going to get. I'm a white man. I've gone through two years in a mental health diagnosis worth of comeuppance, Jeff. I think I'm – I finally realized the error of my ways. (laughs) I think my comeuppance is trying to host this podcast. Hey, Brandon, define define hosting. Yeah. I just can't. Get this thing on the rails. All right, all. <laughs> no, this is a nice freewheeling stream of consciousness app, you know? Yeah, this is just friends catching up. No agenda. <laughs> it's like uh, Paul Giamatti's novel from Sideways. Oh, what a reference. <laughs> that uh, is deep cut. Uh, also, how many people do you think have turned this off at this point? I'm just like, nah, this is... <laughs> Nobody has that anything sports related. No, or beer. <laughs> I hope they didn't, because they may have just missed the faint sound of an east spliff. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. All right. Uh, <clears throat> I'm 32. We- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. All right. Fine. Um, 
Fine. It's the fi- it's the final time that we are have gathered at the. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! Dim lit alleyway <laughs> within the uh, speakeasy uh, section of the city. Ooh. It's time to descend for the final time into our lovely speakeasy, where we will talk about the cheap beer fantasy league, fantasy football in general. Who knows? Cheesecakes? Hooch? It's all on the table tonight, boys, because it's our final episode. My name is Brandon, Lord Commissioner Challoner. I realize in all of our podcasts, I never introduce myself. <laughs> I only let you guys introduce yourself. I was thinking how weird it sounded that you were saying your name first. This is new. Yeah. Well, permission, Mr. Chair, for a question um, following Robert's rule sure. of, rules of order. Um, what is a podcat? Because you said podcat. Uh, I, I don't know. Speechless. I got nothing. Brandon, you fucking suck. <laughs> um, but it is our final episode of the season of the speakeasy season of the flappers variety. Um, Jeffrey sweat rag. What's up? Are you sad to see your, your baby idea? Um, put to rest after a, another fine season together. Uh, oh, the uh, the the whole speakeasy. Yeah. Uh, no, I thought you. You know, I, I think we got everything out of it. You did a wonderful job uh, incorporating it as a framework for the pod. I wish every episode had that fun introduction you just threw down. <laughs> that was that was. It felt like you had been practicing up until this final episode and just laid it out. Finally got it. I love it. So I, that makes me think we should do the theme like a couple months before. And really nail it down. Mm. Then we can uh, then we can really have it good to go for episode one. I was getting some positive feedback around Russian winter as a uh, theme for next year. <laughs> Russian winter, yeah, man. It was Let's... discussed last last episode. Um, since we already had one member of this illustrious foursome uh, interrupt with a, a question that you may or may not have heard, um, Brian uh, Quaidle Roach, how's how's everything treating you? Um, we've heard a lot of great stories, but maybe the listener hasn't. Oh, you know, hey, you know, life's, life's got its ups and downs, but one up for sure is the third place finish. Um, of course, last episode, I did declare I would win the league. Um, however, I ran so I ran into um, the vigorous uh, force, uh, the the tidal wave of uh, eruption that is Tim Loftus, um, and he did beat me towering man mountain of tim loftus but hey keep that confidence he's a meerkat thank you yes no we'll uh we'll uh, write it write it into next year we're going to address that a little later on during the um uh the coitus martin jousting for jamie lynn's heart segment we get a little uh, aside plan nice there we go i like i like a good aside and the person that loves asides more than anyone is the final member of our foursome because it just means more time to edit which is really his true passion uh, Dustin, uh, I'm just going to go with moist towel at this point. I can't keep <laughs> it straight. What, what can you tell us that maybe you haven't, uh, included the three of us on already? Uh, just generally, just generally. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> all right. Well, maybe <laughs> it's just, yeah, there was no prep for the interview good. questions. This is, this is, I thought we, I didn't realize how much of the intro we kept in. So I, or so I held back a little bit, but, um, Oh, it's, it's all going to make it. It's all going to make it. Well, one thing that didn't make it, I'll just say really quickly. Um, what kind of fucking DoorDash driver leaves an order at like a good distance inside the apartment by the stairs? For traffic to not only come and steal, but trample on. Um, so I had to track that down. Dropped a quip in the hallway. About, oh, this is a bad place. Got a laugh. And um, uh, from who? came back up here, stuffed down some pizza. <laughs> from yourself? From the rats? Neighbor, <laughs> Yeah, from a neighbor downstairs. We actually don't have rats, surprisingly. Nice. That is surprising if you have food lying around in your hallways. Yeah, fair. Now, the... The bigger question, if you can uh, answer this debate for us, was it a pizza or a calzone? Pizza. Ah, shit. Knew it. 
And was that a root beer? Was that a Barg's root beer? <laughs> it's on the table out of sight. I can't reach for it right now, but <laughs> yes. You can't even reach for it. Oh, no. I know that order. I forgot to charge my devices, so uh, I'm, I'm bound by wires right now. It feels like 2007. Uh, speaking of 2007, nope, I don't know. Dustin, since you didn't have a fun fact for us, let's let our intro play us in, and maybe you'll have a cheap beer boy concern that you can uh, illustrate for us. The Cheap Beer League boys are a little concerned. The Cheap Beer League boys are a little concerned. The Cheap Beer League boys are a little concerned. The Cheap Beer League boys are a little concerned. To fantasy football and to the weekly podcast. Grab yourself a brew from the discount rack. Nothing's wrong with me. The discount rack. Nothing's wrong with me. The discount rack. How you roll, Brandon. From the discount rack, all the guys from the Cheap Beer League. I mean, as cheap as they are. Cheap Beer Boys, Cheap, Cheap Beer Boys, Cheap Beer Boys. Hope you like the show. Yeah, Dustin, do it. <laughs> do it. Well, <laughs> tell, me, tell, me your, tell me your concern. <laughs> According to the show notes, uh, apparently I am concerned about my all-consuming attraction to Jeff Sweatrag Kimball. Oh my god. Um, Dustin, not in the workplace. We have to take this to HR. Where is HR? Can I start a discussion? (laughs) Discussion, just quickly. Yes. Um, You know, if you two were to team up on OnlyFans, I would subscribe. I think it would be entertaining. Wow. I I think it would be raw, vigorous, um, but truthful. A lot of vigor tonight. Um, What kind of of content are you looking for? Are you looking for exposure? Are you looking for exploration? What do you mean by team up? Well, I mean, well, so I meant team up. This is a fantasy football (laughs) podcast. Can we? Well, there's certainly a fantasy getting getting played out. And there's certainly my foot and balls. I meant meant team up in the sense like if you two like started the venture. But yeah, you know, I think whatever you guys want to do, anything from, you know, from foot and balls uh puns to whatever type of um uh, salsa dancing anal play anal play um that's a great one too so i mean i think there's a market for you too i think there's a market i just like to watch jeff pick dustin up put him down (laughs) yeah (laughs) just pick it just lifting dustin (laughs) in various venues i'd pay a dollar a month shit Let's we uh, Dustin talk talk to me after the pod. Let's let's uh, let's, let's figure this out. <laughs> yeah, let's we'll start with start with bench pressing me twenty times, and we'll go from there. I'm sure it'll evolve naturally after that. <laughs> well, the artist let the lets the art guide them. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Just like this podcast, right? And speaking of progressing, Kevin has progressed in his uh, takeover of the league. With his third win, um, I'm sure this won't be the first time we bring it up, but I might as well pull off the band-aid now. Congrats, Kevin, yada, yada, yada. Um, I'm concerned that Kevin is taking over the league and cannot be stopped, especially with this new draft pick trading. Mm. It seems like every year he could keep punting a third rounder or what have you and continue to dominate in the second half of the season. Uh, And unless we can band together and all collectively decline any trade offers he proposes. Um, I think we're, uh, we're fucked. Well, the solution is pretty simple. Uh, most of you know where he lives. Just go kill him. <laughs> just, just kill him. Burn his house down. It's not that hard. I don't want to burn that beautiful house down. Well, I know. kill him and then hang out there for like a weekend. Full trash. <laughs> that sounds fun. Also, hi, Kate. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you sounded like Skip Bayless had some Skip Bayless logic there because I feel like I'm about to go down a little bit of a Stephen A. Smith route, and I think it's absolutely bullshit. Um, the onus is on us to be better with our trades, to do our research better. It's it's not on Kevin for pulling off the deals. Uh, draft pick trading we thought could sink me, but it saved my ass in the draft this year. 
Uh, I think it is a wonderful band-aid for how unpredictable, especially with the three preseason games and the 18-game season, how unpredictable fantasy football is. So I think um, it allows for in-season movement. It allows for people to to give up if they want. Um, but seriously, I mean, it's 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 really it, it takes two to tango. I think it's bullshit to like band together and say, oh, we won't trade with Kevin. It's like be better, like evaluate the trade. Like anytime I fuck up on a trade, like it's it's what it's got to be. It's like oof, it's not like I'm gonna stop trading because I had one bad trade. Maybe you should. <laughs> no, nope, I agree with Dustin. Don't trade with Kevin. <laughs> but it's so hard. As soon as you see Kevin's name appear on your nope. phone, I get like a little I get red in the face. I get a little sweaty. And he's like he's like, Hey baby, hey baby, you know you know it'd be real sexy? And I'm like, Tell me. <laughs> Cortland Sutton and Russell Wilson. <laughs> You're proving two of my points there, Jeff. Number one, that the onus is on yourself, it's on the self. But number two, that you would truly be great for this content channel. I think you just had three series ideas in that one bit. So thank you. <laughs> well, I think a, a, a year-long ban of trades from Kevin next year could, <laughs> could be what the doctor ordered. I like my idea better. <laughs> <laughs> what was your idea? Kill him. Kill him. <laughs> just first degree murder was Jess idea. Just, 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 if that doesn't work, if that fails, we can just ban trading with him. <laughs> yeah, let's go with the more drastic option first and then <laughs> scale back. <laughs> scale back. <laughs> After four, you are in jail for life. <laughs> you could have missed that waiver wire. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know what we've done. Do you really like – I don't feel like he's done that much to uh... – he didn't use draft pick trading last year. He didn't win. Yeah, I was just throwing it out there. I don't know. Right. I had to think don't, of something. Don't, don't hate draft pick trading. I'm not. I'm not saying we should ban draft pick trading. I was just saying, let's look out just for Kevin. He's Kevin. got too much Joel power. is agreeing with you so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's like shaking his head vigorously, his headphones flying off his neck. He's right now, he's not he doesn't even know what's happening, but he's like, why? Why? <laughs> The amount of vigor that's being talked about in this episode. <laughs> well, it's probably because Rochi almost certainly smoked sativa weed, but go ahead. I'm, I'm, this is heavy sativa vibes coming from Brian Roach. It's more of a hybrid. Let's see. Let's uh, Speaking of a vigorous man, give us your concern. <laughs> so I got a couple. I'm just going to move one. Um, I'm going to move one to the front based off Jeff's recent comments. <laughs> Uh, a little concerned that most of these episodes are going to have to be deleted this summer when I apply for some uh, higher level <laughs> broadcast jobs. So a little concerned there. Um, speaking of broadcasters, a little worried, a little concerned. Wait. Oh, yep. I was just going to ask, you're not um, putting this in your reel? <laughs> I mean, like if I wanted to go the talk show route, maybe, but like this is I, I want to go play by play. Tell us a time that you were able to talk your fellow host down from murder. Oh, got it. Lined up. Audio uh, file. Uh, well, technically, he failed, so I wouldn't exactly put that, put that in real. Fair, fair. Uh, sorry, I interrupted your flow. Oh, no worries. I, I'm more in. I provide more interruption than a dental dam um, to this podcast. Um, <laughs> speaking of broadcasters, a um, little concerned um, for my boy Al Michaels. Someone's got to do a wellness check on him. Uh, after taking the bag and going to Amazon, uh, only to be met with uh, a C-plus slate of games, uh, the man sounded uh, almost AI-generated. Uh, I was expecting some kind of story about the Olive Garden to come out after the winning field goal. <laughs> Um, so let's get a wellness check on Al Michaels. I'm a little concerned. Um, finally. Well. Oh, sorry. Okay. We're just going to roll through. I was going to say, like, it didn't help that they paired him with Tony Dungy, who's got one emotion. I was going to say, he, Al always feeds off the energy of his uh, of his co-host. So and Tony, Tony Dungy is a desiccated corpse reanimated. <laughs> yeah. for, for Those are all good points. And I was going to say that the one thing I wasn't I wasn't going to say because I thought it would be too deep. But I'll just say it anyways. Is like he's so used to calling the big game. It's like. That's been your whole life, and next thing you know, like you have to sit into a Jacksonville Jaguars like halftime hot dog moonshine contest. Like that ain't Al Michaels standards. He's talking press boxes. That sounds amazing. Press boxes in NYC, dude. 
hot dog moonshine sounds awesome. I Sounds like a bottle of Tums to me. <laughs> it reminded me a lot of Pat Summerall. You remember how he would call games just very flat, yeah. very like not a lot of emotion. But he was so maybe he's just like in his yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say he was of a different era. Yeah, he was of a different era. I used to hate Summerall as a kid. I was like, why is he so fucking boring? But then, like much like fine wine, uh, my appreciation grew for him. Put uh, young buck Jack Collinsworth in there. He's terrific. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, he's good. I just don't like nepotism. Uh, but yeah, finally, uh, the news that there is not a Gronk Rita Moreno uh, sex scene in 80 for Brady really made me sad. Um, so He's plowing Jane Fonda. What's the matter with you? Sally Field is going to be dying and she's going to die. Jane Fonda is going to get – she's going to go from Harry Hamlin to Gronk to Brady, completing the trifecta. This is all. This is the we, this is we, canon? we know this from the trailer. This is canon. It's canon. Oh God, who's who's got a copy of Vice? <laughs> you can tell the clue is the Gronking to remember. That's the that's the dead giveaway. That is a classic writer technique. Uh, if you want someone to bang later in the movie, you have their written erotica appear in the first act. It's Chekhov's erotica. This is very important. <laughs> it's an industry fundamental. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I hate to so, I hate to rain on your parade. I did hear a review on um, a Toucher and Rich this morning that they did haphazardly just for fun, but like um, apparently there's minimal kissing, so minimal kissing, so no stopping. So Brady sons aren't in it then. No Brady sons. <laughs> oh my God! More legal disclaimers. Tommy's gonna go after us. If he went after Alex Reimer at Weei, he will go after us. Um, my concerns are concluded. <laughs> I <Sure>. agree. Yeah. <laughs> with, with that and your worry about this impacting future jobs, I really appreciate how highly you regard our podcast and its, <laughs> and its reach. <laughs> Don't spoil state of the pod, Jeff. Come on. <laughs> well, then again, with Antonio Brown's latest uh, Snapchat leaking, I think my story pales in comparison, <laughs> both in length and magnitude. Um, (laughs) speaking of someone that has a lot of length, Jeff, what's your concern? Okay. I'd like some clarification on that. Where are, where are you referring to? Are you referring to my penis? Cause that, that's cool. Yeah. I appreciate that. All right. Thanks. Your hair. It's not as long as it once was, but it's, it's it's got a little bit of length. Uh, anyway, we've been talking a lot about this this year about, uh, and this has been spearheaded by Dustin Sylvia. The decline of the running back. And I was doing a little research today because I love drafting running backs in the first round. It's one of my favorite things to do. Do it all the time. I saw, and this isn't standard scoring, uh, of the top five running backs this year, only one was younger than 26. And that was Brian? Jacobs. That's right. Josh Jacobs, who is 24. And is he 24? Oh, my God. I thought he was so much older than that. <laughs> I think it's the injuries have aged yeah. him have aged him so much. Um, but here's a fun one. Uh, you guys already have the answer um, because it's in the agenda. Uh, but no running back over the age of 26 has had a top five finish since LaShawn McCoy in 2016. Wow. So the question is, why, according to the agenda, Am I having recurring dreams of licking the underside of Dustin's scrotum? <laughs> what does this mean? How is it correlated? These are two facts. There's a connection. I'm trying to figure this out. You know, Freud has always said in a lot of his work that when you're dreaming of licking scrotums, especially the underside, kind of right where like it's like a little folding, and you kind of like pull it a little bit, that suggests a fear of aging, which I think translates effectively into my fear of older running backs. And that's my concern. That was well beautiful. Done. Can you guys feature that act on the channel? <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, I realized I had like no like thesis statement or point. So I just kind of fed right into it. <laughs> so I was like, all right, whatever. Um, I would just argue the point that, I mean, I know you said standard, but I'm looking at our cheap, the cheapest beer teams. Jonathan Taylor had 325 points last year. I'm pretty sure that was number two overall. Fine. <laughs> yeah, but Jonathan Taylor might be 32. It's true. He could. Yeah, honestly don't know. 
Um, he could I also, I th- I, I, sorry, Dustin, I was going to say his finish this year was so bad, it retroactively cancels that out. That's fair. Okay, so. fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I kind of want to, uh, based on how the playoffs are going, I, I almost want to walk back my thought that like a receiver should go number one overall. And I'm kind of just back on the Christian McCaffrey train. I think he's just so good, especially on the 49ers. So besides him, I could be persuaded to take a receiver at two and three and four, maybe, but like, who would those be? (laughs) Jefferson cup and, uh, I don't know. Hill Adams, any of them. I like them all. I would take any of them over probably most running backs. Eckler. Eckler is the only one I think would maybe be in top five for me as well. Uh, but I think yeah. CMC is still a tier above everyone else with the, with the Kyle Shanahan offense. Uh, he's he's the only running back to break to break the Shanahan offense. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's fantastic. It makes sense that he would be the one to do it. I think Ramondre Stevenson figured it out. Ramondre Stevenson's a Patriot. Yeah, the Patriots run... Th- the Patriots run the Shanahan offense. That's the whole controversy this year. Does Patricia have an yes. offensive game plan? I, I, missed say, that. I don't think they're running any offense. <laughs> I don't think the coaches understand the offense. In terms of the scheme, no fullback, different personnel. It's called the, the Shanahan screen pass. That's that's what Patricia's <laughs> running. <laughs> you think that's what it is? He, he found Kyle Shanahan's playbook and was like, I'm going to run this, but I don't understand any of it except the screen pass. It was, like, widely reported that the Patriots were going to switch to the Shanahan offense if Belichick's wanted to for a while. The question is, will uh, Cliff Kingsbury come back from Thailand to be our offensive coordinator? <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> Don't do it, Cliff. He's going to be in a world of sensual delights for a very long time. Ooh. Why else would you go to Thailand? It's a great question. For the night markets? They're very, they're lovely from what I've heard. <laughs> yeah, it depends what kind of meat, what kind of meat you're shopping for. You know what I'm saying? Dudes. <laughs> Is that part of your and Dustin's OnlyFans? You go to Thailand together? Yeah, it's like it's kind of like uh, Anthony Bourdain. Yes. Parts, parts unknown, but we just we just fuck dudes everywhere we are. <laughs> The parts become very known in the first episode. The parts, the parts are super known. A hundred places to have gay sex before you die. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be a pal. You be Gabrus. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I want producers' credits. I want, I want to make money off of this idea that I spawned to life. Um, so let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Hello, listeners. This is the moment in the podcast where Brandon's microphone died. So I was forced to use Rochi's audio that was vaguely picking up Brandon's voice through his shitty headphones to fill in the rest of Brandon's takes. So apologies in advance to your ear holes and enjoy the rest of the app. My concern is that I have too many facts about our week that I will never get to share because this podcast is going on way too long. Great concern. What about the state of the pod? Yeah. (laughs) Give us the state. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry, that's not fair to Brandon. Brandon. Well, I didn't have, didn't need to follow up. Um, oh, it is yeah. a, a, separate, a separate section of this. Uh, if we have time to get to it, we can get to it. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll be bar trivia for random people at my local bar. They won't care about my fantasy league, but I'll talk about it. <laughs> You're everyone's favorite. They're like, oh, God, here comes Brandon. <laughs> um, stay to the pod. Downloads. 20 more than last time. Big numbers. Oh. Isn't that our average? Are we around 20? No, I think yeah. our average is like 25. We start off really strong in the early uh, early episodes because people are looking for any podcast, like fantasy podcast. And then, and then they hear us talking about Calzones for 10 minutes and they're like, nah, this is, this is not it. <laughs> Calzones only fans and Rita Here's the title of the episode. <laughs> Our last episode was honestly my favorite. It really made me laugh. Um, and it's just going under-listened, so if you haven't listened to it, you really should, because the podcast, but with Wayne. <laughs> Brandon, do you, do you have any uh, uh, numbers about uh, the pod that you made fun of me the most for with my drunk uncle? Uh, and how that was most likely our most listened to pod of the entire year, based on no real facts, just vibes. 
I don't think it was because I'm assuming that was I'm recording my sadness um, when in fact yeah. a new ED solution is by far our most listened to episode. Oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. With that title, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Dude, this is the solution. Every pod just has to have a super clickbaity title. Like, cheap beer, colon, grow your dick. We're like, yeah. <laughs> it's just going to become like BuzzFeed article titles. Like, honestly, though. <laughs> Tips for starting your OnlyFans channel. <laughs> Take this quiz and I'll tell you what type of macaroni you are. <laughs> Ten things that have been inside me. All right, anyway. <laughs> One, Crisco. Two, dicks. <laughs> Two, bedposts. <laughs> it's the only episode this year that had over 30 listens. So, oh, let's go. That's so good. Um, what was I put there? Uh, oh, two comments. Let's Yay. find out what they were. Oh, I hope they're from my favorite listener. Let me tell you, they certainly are. <laughs> Hold on to your balls, boys. All right, here we go. Um, first up. Oh, they're from two different days. Wow. Um, I love this guy. Disagree with Jeff, but Brandon went 0 for 2 reading the comments. Oh, oh. Shade from x uh, and he loved the Carolyn Combatants intro. Dustin, once again, that, killing oh, it. Is that just the Zoe 101 song? I've been using that for years. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song. Uh, I wonder what he disagreed with you about, Jeff. Do you remember? Yeah, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> because you like how uh, I read it with zero emotion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that was <laughs> Tim's such a passionate guy, he really needs that. He needs that emotion. Uh, Alright, moving on. You, we want to do a hoops update. I saw Jeffrey Jones. Sorry, old sport, I thought you knew. Please, just... Uh, I don't know what to say. Please forgive me. It's quite alright. I've had so much to drink. Yes. Mr. Gasby, sir, Chicago. Yeah, Matt, uh, I'll do a real super fast hooch update. Um, I'm redefining the way I pour my beers. Uh, I saw this from John Taffer of Bar Rescue. Uh, usually the traditional way you think of doing a beer is you do the tilt and the slow pour because you want to minimize the foam. On the contrary, what you should be doing is a fast pour. What that's going to do, it's going to release all the gases in the beer in the glass versus in your stomach. So you're going to have a much more enjoyable drinking experience if you wait a couple seconds to let the head reside versus doing a slow pour and having that all unleash in your stomach. Thank you, John Taffer, for making my tummy feel better after I drink 22 beers. What can't John Taffer do? Like, he is he's legitimately a, a person of all people. And I even heard that he was there and it was his idea. It was his idea to call it the Super Bowl. It's wild. Wow. Just one of his many accomplishments. I, uh, I also heard, uh, and this is actually going to be relevant because it's the anniversary of this legendary quote. But if John Taffer was on those flights, 9-11 would not have happened. <laughs> so. <laughs> Ryan, you look like you were sipping. Ah, yes. We got um, Molson Golden, which I can only find at the Brunswick, Maine, uh, Cumberland Farm. So when I come home from a hockey broadcast, they get me a good hockey beer. Uh, what do we got? It's like 6.2 something. Uh, ABV. Tastes like a light beer. You slug this back, get a little buzz going. For those of you familiar with the whitest kids you know, I um, did Gallon of PCP sketch as my Halloween costume this year. Um, and instead of filling it with liquid PCP, which I still hear is impossible, um, I put in Molson Golden. Uh, and it was that very go Molson Golden that saved the party at 4 a.m. Love it. R.I.P. Trevor Moore. Mm -hmm. I got together with some friends to watch uh, specifically Sunday. Uh, and I will just shout out another high life. Yeah. It's a great cheap beer. Um, and of beers. It's just so good. And so good. It's always, uh, the bar we went to, if not I've forgotten the name, uh, had an amazing bar. It was well waxed, so you could just slide the, the uh, bottom down the floor. It's great. Shout out to them. Shout out to Jeff and Dustin's new series called Well Waxed. That's good. That's funny. I like that. I like that. <laughs>
Uh, I actually have I have a hooch update by request. So my girlfriend is from deep south Virginia, and down there they apparently fucking love to drink soda. Uh, I don't know, Brandon, if you can confirm that, but she is like obsessed with Mountain Dew and has these mountain hard Mountain Dew cans all the time. And I had some, and let me tell you, they are god-awful. I mean, it's just sugar, <laughs> caffeine, fake everything, and it tastes like mm, shit. Yummy. Can't not recommend it enough, but... Uh, is it like Four loco or is it like... <laughs> it might as well be. It's just very sweet and very sugary, and you can barely taste the booze. Um, Perfect. And yeah, I can't get through more than one, so... But cheers. Somehow I feel like the Trump White House was responsible for this. All right, it's the final update of Dustin Presents the Cheesecake Sets, which I'm very excited to do. Over 250 dishes made fresh from scratch every day. The Cheesecake Factory. Okay, well, what a finale we have. So, uh, the final stats on the year. Juju Smith-Schuster... Finished with 185.3 fantasy points. Babe Davis finished with 175.6 fantasy points. And let me tell you, that game that got canceled may have made the difference because he was only 10 points away from tying Juju Smith-Schuster. Had that game finished, we may have a different story here. However, I have an update. Tim and I doubled down on the cheesecake bet last week because... We are in a fantasy basketball league together. Jeff, you're also part of that. And we were playing each other last week, and I have Damian Lillard, and he has Donovan Mitchell. And the way it works is every week you pick a game for your players to play in, and you get the points for that game. So I texted Tim, and I said, do you want to pick the game that Damian Lillard of the Blazers was playing against Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs? And he said, deal. Let's do double or nothing. I would have had to buy him two cheesecakes if I lost, and he put the cheesecake he won on the line. Damian Lillard put up 50 points in that game, real points, not fantasy points, uh, so massively outscoring Donovan Mitchell, and that cleared the cheesecake bet, so I have broken even with Tim. Love it. Do you do you know off the top of your head if um, Tim didn't play Mitchell during his 70-point game? No, he did, and I think it, equ- it equaled like 99 fantasy points or something ridiculous, and he did pick that game. And then, of course, the tight end bet. Darren Waller, after coming back, made a run, finished with 84.8 fantasy points, but Cole Komet finished with 149.3 fantasy points, which you might notice is not too far away from Juju and Babe Davis. In fact, I just had to add a little spice here. Cole Komet finished as, in our league, the tight end eight, which is better than Pat Fryermuth, Dalton Schultz, and Dallas Goddard, which... You know, LOL. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> and that's after like zeros the first two weeks. I told you guys, Cole Komet, watch out. Tight ends don't matter at all. Um, and Dustin, I will be calling in my cheesecake for the Super Bowl. So. Yes, I, I'm happy to serve it in whatever way you want. I can bake you one. It might be terrible. Or I can just get one from Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, I was going to do that. Every time we listen to this and I hear their ads, I'm like, can't wait to pick my cheesecake. <laughs> Good, yeah, I think long and hard. Are you going to pick Oreo? No. What are you going to pick? Well, probably Reese's. No, they, they do like a cinnamon, um... Oh, Dolce de Leche? Cin- I was going to say the cin- they have a Cinnabon one. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brandon, you're, you eating that cheesecake will be the entirety of the whale in, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> That's a good joke for everyone. I love Brendan Fraser. Happy for him. Well, he's about to win an Oscar, so. He sure is. Guess he put money on that. Oh, that's a good bet. Speaking of a Hollywood-related bet, I want to uh, I want to find legal means to place because we're dragging our fucking asses on legal sports betting. Um, Frankie Muniz is racing a full season in one of NASCAR's junior divisions, the ARCA series, which is known um, for um, inexperienced drivers and big crashes. 
His first race is going to be at Daytona. And just very quickly, for those of you who aren't familiar with auto racing, uh, Daytona is what they call a restrictor plate track. Um, so basically, all the cars are even. Anyone can win as long as your horsepower is in complete shit. And then there's also this factor of the draft that packs all the cars together. So it's like everyone's going 190 and it's dangerous as shit. That's his first race. I want odds on Malcolm in the fucking middle to clear Daytona and win that fucking race. I want I want to fi- I want to find a way to do that. Like I want to I want to put my money on Frankie Muniz and then when I win that bet and all that money, I'll I'll call everyone and say life is fair. Like the song Life is Unfair. I would take that bet. The man the, the man retired at 26. What the fuck else is he even doing besides practicing driving NASCAR? These other <laughs> people probably have like jobs. Like he's he's fucking killing. He's 37 and I saw him do an ad for a local pet company. So like I think he needs some things to do. Uh adjusting for Jamie Lynn's heart. Excellent. Will that be the most offensive name on the uh, trophy? I don't think so. Is it still Debrickashaw? Yeah, Debrickashaw Melodin is definitely the one. <laughs> that one is brutal. Heinous Anus Tokyo's Kid Mark is up there, but those two are those two are brutal. <laughs> yeah, not great. Not great. Um, 177 points was the second highest total this year. Not that high. I will say, um, considering top five highest scores all time are all in the 200s, so the fact that second highest was 177, kind of down year scoring-wise. A lot of bad balls this year. A lot of bad balls. I mean, took away the defense. Neither our defense. I don't think that was it. I think, I think Brian's right. Um, just general offense was low this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, CD Lamb had 55, and Cam Akers had 51 across the semis and championship cam Akers again i i so i don't think this is a trade but i do feel like kevin is just excellent at getting a person that comes on late in the year and i remember losing the one title i've ever been in because he picked up i think was it odell maybe his first year he just came on uh i wrote down for him to keep damian pierce for a sixth can i pose cam Akers for an eighth I mean, it looks. It sure looks like he's got the reins, and and it it seems like McVeigh's coming back. So I don't know if they would want to steer to anyone else. Mm. So I, I did teach Tim uh, who Eponine was. So I am proud about that. Um, Eponine. I don't. Who is that? Damien. Lame is. Yeah, Lame is. She's mm. she's she's pining for uh, the guy that ends up with. Uh, with Angel. Stop bringing stop bringing culture into this podcast. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> if it's not a dick and butt reference, I'm not interested. <laughs> if things aren't going in things, I'm not interested. <laughs> uh, the Hopkins oh. trade was by far worse. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible trade. Very proud about that one. However, hold on real quick on that. Tim brought something up that I didn't think about when I made the trade, which is a very important little twist. He could keep Hopkins for like for a seventh round pick, which adds value to that trade if he wanted to do that. So, so sure, depending on where he goes, because I had him for Devonte Smith for a six, which I think is easy value too. Allen and Diggs probably would have got fifty. He needed seventy-five. Do any of you feel like there's a chance, no. strong chance that could happen? Unfortunately, now nah. Bengals looked in control, uh, and then losing Derrick Henry, I think, was the end of it. Boy, I sure can relate to that. I know we're not supposed to talk about other leagues, but I know you guys love a good Roach fuck up story. So, I uh, in my in in my family league, I uh, I didn't hit the save button on my bullshit ESPN app, and. Uh, uh, ran Derrick Henry out there in my semifinal game uh, for a zero burger, 
and uh, an eventual loss. Uh, well, you didn't lose the third place game. Uh, so money back for Coitus Martin. Yep. Uh, uh, your wide receivers ended up being great. Cooper and Godwin, excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, I, are you going to keep Godwin for a fourth at this point? Honestly, I have – I keepers a really tough question because I think there are a lot of positives and negatives. Um, to be honest, right now I am leaning, given the volatility of running backs, I am leaning Jacobs. Um, but certainly Godwin and his kind of emergence over um, Mike Evans at the second half of the year in terms of targets, completions, touchdowns. Um, the timing was great. And I think that one big benefit is, you know, Tom Brady is probably not coming back to Tampa Bay. I think whoever the quarterback is, Chris Godwin's still going to be peppered. Uh, if you got, you know, if you got a noodle arm out there, um, then there's no way that Mike Evans is going to have the same productivity. Any thoughts on Cooper? On Amari Cooper? Um Honestly, yeah, I'm keeping Cooper. Uh, no, because it looks like that Deshaun Watson is more comfortable with Donovan Peoples-Jones uh, than he is with Amari Cooper. I made that comment at least four games this year um, watching Red Zone. Um, there were still games where Amari put up numbers, but uh, I really think that in terms of fantasy volume for an offense that always has some kind of brain drain and consistency criminal bullshit one of the things that fucks it up i think it's just i don't even really want to touch the browns until anyone on the browns next year until it's known how deshaun watson's going to play out there because they looked a hell of a lot better in my mind with fucking uh, uh jacoby Brissett slinging the ball and that's also going to be the name of our only fans touch the browns yes <laughs> yes yeah uh final any final uh, thoughts no i'm just gonna uh, kind of on a serious note, I am proud of myself because, you know, when you when you get the ADDs and the other stuff going on, follow through is rare, especially in these day in this day and age where there's so many things distracting us. Um, so the fact that I backed up my words from the early podcast and said, I'm not going to look like an idiot this year. I'm not going to allow people to think I'm an idiot anymore in this league. No more self-sabotaging in this league. And I get myself a third place finish and make some weird but shrewd fucking moves. And more so, it just taught me to not really listen to the opinion of the league. Don't weigh that as high, you know, the negativity around finishing last. Don't let that play into it because uh, I am better than all of you in at least one way. Um, that's very open ended because everyone has different skills, but I know that I'm better than all of you had at least one skill or one thing. So um, I will continue to focus on my team next year and hope to uh, be above third place. Finish with nothing. You get nothing. Was the Nectar sleep mattresses because it pays to do your fucking punishments and it also pays to show up for draft weekend. Draft your first five. Friggin' Dan in Germany can do that. You get nothing from this league. Um, so, no Jalen Hurts definitely hurt. Uh, Jones was bad in the semis, and JJ is awful, awful against Brian Roach. Uh, I think he had one or two points total. I have as a keeper for the sleep mattresses, Walker in the eighth. Kenneth Walker of Seattle. Uh, stuck with the Carolyn, Washington Char- Charmanders finished first to worst. Um, almost had one of the worst scores in the history of the cheap, of the cheap beer league in the semis with 56 points, I think. Um, he was one and a half points away, uh, which in this day and age, with the amount of points that we were putting up on a weekly basis, I never thought I would see a team hit that. So truly one of the worst teams uh, of all time. Wow. Yeah, but he's got Stevenson as a keeper for next year, so who cares? Just just punt it and just move on, whatever. <clears throat> he also has a third, an extra third next year too. So he might just be doing like, you know, one year on, one year off. That might be a pretty valid strategy. We'll see. Probably good mentally too. <laughs> Clock out a little bit. Take a breather. <laughs> Take a year off now and then.
<laughs> um, for the three other teams that we did not talk about uh, because they were safe, I have Pepe's picks keeping the Sun God in the fourth. That's Amon Ra, St. Brown. I know. How starkly keeping either Olave in the eight, Brian Robb in the eight, or Fields in the eight. Ooh, this is fun. What are you thinking there, Starkly? Olave. Tom Brady to Olave, baby. Hey, if Fields gets traded, the Bears trade Fields because they have the number one overall pick. Yeah, I mean, it's I have no idea right now. I think all three have a fair shake. I'm going to see how the offseason plays out. If they get rid of Antonio Gibson over in Washington and uh, uh, Snyder sells the team, that might be interesting as a hometown boy. Olave, obviously, uh, rookie of the year contender. If they get a quarterback or Sean Payton comes back, very intriguing. And like you said, Brandon, Justin Fields on almost any other team could probably ascend to be a top three QB. So we'll see. Keeping my options open. I just don't understand the mentality for the Bears of like, yeah, we're going to get rid of Justin Fields so we can draft Stetson Bennett. I just I don't I don't understand what the mentality. <laughs> I don't I don't think they're actually going to do that. I, they should trade that pick. <laughs> they absolutely should. Trade it for Allen Robinson. <laughs> Bring it back full circle. <laughs> uh, Gronk match. Uh, I liked Watson, but he kind of fizzled out at the end there. So, wait, hold on. I actually had an answer for this. Oh, yeah. For Dan, Hunter Henry in the 10th. Duh. That's, that's your keeper. <laughs> um, all right. So I've got I, – I updated our record books uh, from the year. So players one through six are separated by three and a half games across nine years of football, uh, which I just think is tremendously close. Um, really scary – to or not scary, but really uh, impressive to see. Um, so just wanted to call that out. Seven through 11 are separated by five games. Number 12, on the other hand, uh, Jeffrey, pretty far, pretty far down. Um, any thoughts on that? Yeah, who gives a shit about the regular season? Only two stats matter. Championships won and last place finishes. Uh, I've got one and not the other. So that's all that <laughs> fucking matters. You can take your regular season. You shove it up your cute little ass. I am fine with being last place in regular season because I've still got a ring. My name is still on that trophy. So, so oh, no. Shove it up your cute little ass can be like the, the serious talk investigatory <laughs> show on the channel. <laughs> Uh, no, I want. I wanted that last podcast. I was ready to fucking bring that in, and now the energy is a little less angry. But, but the point. The point still stands, man. Regular season doesn't fucking matter. You think Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are fucking nutting about their regular season performances? Hell no. It's all about the wins, baby, in the playoffs. That's all that matters. Belichick's too old to nut, and Brady's taking too many proteins to be able to nut. Jeff kind of is the Tom Brady of our league in that if he's in the playoffs, he's going to win every damn game. Yes. <laughs> no, Kevin is always in the playoffs and always winning every playoff game. I am occasionally in the playoffs and then doing well and then doing terribly. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck, dude? <laughs> or Matt Stafford, honestly. This um, is Matt, yeah, Matt Stafford actually works. I'd like to announce my retirement from the podcast. The slander got too vicious, so I'm out. Now, now he's Andrew Luck. You need to focus on the new Monday Night Football <laughs> dick and butt cast. <laughs> I, need to, <laughs> I need to spend some time with my family, focus on uh, on how I can recover emotionally and mentally, find my God. All right, go on, please. From fifth to first, uh, Sean was second. <laughs> sixth overall. Brian is no longer... Second to last. Suck it. Due to this season, he has Wait. moved all the way up to ninth. Brian had been there for a long time, so he is now ninth. Um, Tim won back-to-back division titles. Dustin is the only other person to have ever done that, uh, which you did in 2015-2016. Way to go, Tim and Dustin. I love you. Thank you. I didn't win either of those championships, so it doesn't mean shit. You did not, and neither did Tim. <laughs> We've had four teams win double-digit games. None of them won the title. What is that? I don't, like, that feels like a point, but I don't know how that could happen. Four teams win double-digit games. Yeah, hmm. I'm trying to figure out what that means. No, I understand. I'm just... <laughs> Are you talking, like, all time? Yeah. 
four teams have won ten or more games in eight years or nine that's, years of us doing this, and that, none that of them feels so so low. I know the league always ends up being competitive at the end of the year. Good parody. Yeah. Oh, oh, you mean in a season, a team that had ten or more wins doesn't win the title? Is that what we're saying? Cool. That is an interesting fact. Brandon, have have you thought about writing better? <laughs> Both you and Brian understood it pretty quickly. That one was a tough one for me to swallow. Tonight on Misplaced Modifiers. No, God, no. <laughs> um, the only person to never have to have never won or gotten last. That's fascinating. Oh. Yeah. Brandon, how does it feel <laughs> to have never won and gotten last? That's, uh, that's got to be unique too. Right? No, it's not unique. Hey, but at least your regular season record is good. <laughs> <laughs> But Jeff, I know I'm a better fantasy football player in the long run. You just got hot one year off some dumb shit. Whenever I got hot one year, that doesn't—that's fine. Count the rings. <laughs> Count, Count the rings, rings. baby. Mm. <laughs> one. <laughs> that's a middle finger for the listener. <laughs> for the listeners at home. <laughs> um. All right, head-to-head facts. All matchups have happened uh, nine to fifteen times. So everyone has played everyone else at least nine times. The most was fifteen. Uh, Kevin and Tim have both reached 10 wins against someone, and that someone is Brian. Uh, so Brian's the only person in the league with 10 losses to an individual. That was my sub phase. I'm in my Dom phase now. Dom King. Uh, the most lopsided matchups in the league are Dustin has eight wins to Kevin's two. So anytime those two play, Dustin is likely to beat Kevin. Nick uh, has eight wins to Dustin's two. Anytime Nick plays Dustin, Dustin uh, Nick wins. Kevin has eight wins to Tim's two. Uh, so anytime those two play, Kevin wins. And then the funniest one, Dan, eight wins to Jeff's two. Hey, you know what? Dan, zero rings. Jeff, one ring. That's all that matters, baby. I don't give a fucking shit. Dan, go 800, 802 against me. I don't fucking care. You nutbag. Uh, you have one winning record against one of us. I guess who it is that you have a whole record against. I actually do. Uh, I bet it's you, Brandon. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking loser! And you're going to make fun of me for my regular season record when you have a losing record against me? <laughs> oh. You got one person in the whole league. That's so embarrassing for you, Brandon. Oh my god. <laughs> Why do you still do this? <laughs> Are those the facts that you were hinting at knowing too many of at the top of the pod? Uh, Was that, do you have a favorite? Is it that I have a winning record against you and no one else? Do you have any other favorites you'd like to bring up? (laughs) Uh, I don't. I think that one. My favorite was Tim winning back-to-back position titles and Dustin. the only person to do that. And neither of them winning the title. I like that. That was fascinating. It's almost like regular season doesn't matter. (laughs) <laughs> crazy, crazy to think about. Honestly, though, you would think it would matter a little. Division title, you get a bye. You only have to win two games instead of three. Yeah, it's it's like in the real football league. Uh, you take that week off, you get cold. Mm-hmm. You Ride that momentum, man. Trust me, I know intimately that the regular season matters because if you don't do well in the regular season, you don't get in the playoffs. So it matters. Astute observation. Also. I feel like we glossed over this, but um, I think we do do need to take a little victory lap for Jose getting fourth and not winning anything. Um, Yeah, it was fun to see all of his all-star players uh, completely shit the bed when it mattered most. Uh, Very sad. (laughs) So just wanted to get that out there. I still contend that uh, he just did not do a good enough job sticking up for himself um, when it came to uh, ignoring the punishment. Um, if you're going to go down, you don't go down passive. You go down on fire, swinging a machete. That is what you do. That is what I did. George Santos method. <laughs> well, so hasn't, how many championships has Jose lost? Two or three? It's a good question. I think at least three. Is that punishment enough? Just he's like Sisyphus reaching the championship and getting shoved back down. Oh my God! No, no, because he, he wins championship three years in a row: 2018, 2019, and twenty twenty. Yeah, so Jose is going through it, man. 
Yeah, but he wins money every one of those years, so it's not that bad. But he doesn't win at all. You guys got to name the uh, overnight show uh, Shovinciferous. <laughs> Sisyphus. Sis- Shovin Sisyphus. <laughs> That's even better. The, o- the only reason I'm calling you out is because you ripped on Brandon for podcasts earlier, so you fucking you opened that floodgate. <laughs> oh, no. Well, no. Like, when, when you guys were talking, like, I was panicking in my mind, like, I'm not going to be able to say Sisyphus cle- clearly, and I molded into that. Or clearly, clearly. <laughs> Sisyphus. You've got too many shows for Jeff and Dustin. I don't know if they have enough time. I'm sure it's uh, the Oanon Network or whatever it's called. Male virility drops at 70. Wow, cool. Can we just end it there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, 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 uh, the speakeasy, uh, unfortunately, uh, even though it is a permitless venture, uh, we didn't have the right permits. Um, we couldn't bribe anymore. We ran out of funds. Got to shut down. So this will be the final episode of the uh, Speakeasy variety. We will see you next year uh, to do some pre-draft talking. Uh, because what's better than hanging out with friends, right, Scott? Why don't you take us away for the final time? Beat us out. I love you, Scott. Wish me luck on the edit. Scott, kiss me just one time. Just don't edit it. Oh no! What? Oh, you haven't been recording. Oh, it stopped recording when I took my. When you switched off. your mic, I fucking asked you. <laughs> I asked you if you'd be worried about it. You, fuck, you fucking dingus. Wow. <laughs> fucking oh asshole. my god. Cheap beer, boys. See you on Sunday. <laughs>